We're live. We're, We're live. live. We are live. Yay! Hello. Hi guys. Everybody. Finally. We did Finally. it. Finally. <laughs> we did it. We made Welcome it. Welcome back. Um it has been an incredible two months. <laughs> you know, we Is started that how long it's been. Yeah, we started the year and we did the recap show that That's we were right. supposed to close 2020 with. Mm-hmm. We did it on the first. Yeah. And Was it first? The first or Whatever. the second. Yeah. And then we had like all these plans to do all these shows and nothing. <laughs> Life. Life, you know. <laughs> Uh, we've been super busy. That's that's why we haven't done it. And you wouldn't believe that we talk about doing the show almost every day. Yep. We're like, we have to do we it. Gotta we got to get on the it. show. We got to get on the show. We should. And then we'll have a conversation. And we're like, oh, this should be on the show. Um, and we just haven't gotten around and to we it. We don't. But we did today. But we did. We were like, uh, we need to. We actually wanted to make March the comeback. This is almost like any of the episodes that you watch on TV. You know how they go away for the season? Oh that's my her God, favorite it's so thing. fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. I hate that. It makes me so angry. We have a love-hate relationship with a lot of shows, especially <laughs> when we're watching them in real time. Like if she can't binge through, it's a through problem. Like a Netflix series or something, it's a problem. Yeah, but you say that and it makes it sound like I'm a huge TV person. I don't like most shows. Right. But when we find well, a show when we find a show that I like that she does like, and they'll do two episodes and then have to take a like a winter break. Oh my god! <laughs> like, like it is just work already. Like, it is something here. So Very regardless, right. that's kind of what we did. <laughs> Sorry. We, did, uh, we closed out the year. We did the last show of the season on the first day of 2021, mm-hmm. and we've been on a little hiatus. And this is episode one of mm-hmm. 2021. Wow! Uh, on this third day of March. So excited. So here we are. Here we are. What's cooking with you guys? I know, right? <laughs> How is 2021 treating you? Well, you know, it, it's almost better that we didn't do the show at the beginning. Because what does everybody talk about in January? New Year's resolutions, right? Mm. And How are those going, by the way? That's... For those of you who made them. One of the things that we've been meaning to, like, address. Mm-hmm. It's the third day of March. Yes. If you made a New Year's resolution, which... If you've watched our show before, I despise. <laughs> uh, but if you made one, how's that going? Mm. Are you still on it? Are you still on that kick? Uh, are you still going for whatever it is you decided to resolve? Because they say most of them fail inside of the first, you know, inside of the first week, and then whatever inside left of the first month fails inside of the first three weeks. Oh wow! And then and then after that's over, you know. And, and I think that the it's problem, over. the the thing is that. If you wait until the first day of the year to start working on whatever thing you want to resolve or whatever thing you want change. to change or whatever thing your thing is, then it's almost like you're, you've already set yourself back. Because if you know that you've got to address that mm-hmm. today, the hell are you waiting for the new right. year? For if that? you know like, that in November, or December, you need to make the, uh, some sort of change, then that's when you should do it. Exactly. Nothing magical happens on the first of the year, and the same thing happens, I think, across the board throughout the year. It's nothing magical happens on Monday. It's a case of the Mondays, right? Like, listen, I get it. Like, and 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 not only do I get it, I've actually read a bunch of studies on how much more empowering it is for most people to start on a Monday. So I get it. Yeah. But that isn't a compelling reason. It's Wednesday, right? If 
if you know, like if you woke up today and you're like, shit, I got to start working on whatever, my health, my fitness, um, my relationship, whatever, right? And you're like, but I'm going to wait till Monday. The hell for? (laughs) What are you waiting for? And the funny thing, as you're saying that, I realized we don't do that for the opposite. Meaning like, for example, this weekend's Bree's birthday, right? Like I am so much more inclined to be like, yeah, let's start celebrations on Thursday night (laughs) or on Friday nights. And then we do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like we're inclined to start early for celebrations for the or, things that you for know, things that are fun, but we want to wait until Monday or the new month or the new year to start right. the thing that we really need to in order to change. Probably because it's more uncomfortable. Something like uh, I, I think it's it's a combination of it being not necessarily a comfort thing. I think it's it's a, a habit thing. Like everybody's just used to starting something on Monday. You start yeah. a new job on Monday. You start uh, working out on Monday. You start your diet on Monday. But the, the thing is that whatever whatever day of the week you decided to do it, like what do you, what are you prolonging? Yeah. You know, like why you're are you notorious gonna... for starting your journey. Like if we've been off track for any reason, he is notorious for doing it on like on a Thursday or Friday. Like, okay, today. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not even like first thing in the morning, like middle of the day, middle yeah. of the week. If I feel like he like, decides if I'm off if I feel off track what that means for us. Right. Everyone's on track and off track. Our is definition of on track and off track might be different, but right. if I feel off track with my stuff mm-hmm. and it is a Thursday at three o'clock and I'm like, I just feel like I'm off track. I'm shutting everything down and we're getting on track right then yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, it's, but it's, I mean, it's just the way that I, yeah, you're not going to wait like, till Monday. Like, what am I going to wait? Like, I'm going to go Friday off track. Saturday well, and what you track, always say Sunday too is like, you know how much progress I can make between Thursday and Monday versus how much damage I can make. So. You know what happens? It, I, you know where I see it the most? I see it the most when somebody's doing really, really good with their fitness program and they're eating the right way and they're training and then the weekend rolls around and they completely derail, right? Not have like what we call an open meal or, or, or something planned. They just derail. Stop training, Off stop the drinking <laughs> water, you know, they, you know, they have pizza for breakfast, like just derail. And then whatever progress they made, uh, like they just undo it over the weekend. Right. And then Monday they start again. It's the worst. Yeah. And what ends up happening is you get to Friday and you're right back in the same spot. So instead of making progress, so instead you of making progress you're kind of like, because it's, it's taking your, it's taking you and your body, like those four to five days to kind of recenter from what you did over the weekend. Cause what you did over the weekend was probably unnecessary if you derailed. Right. And then it's taking you those three, four or five days to kind of find yourself right back where you were, which is in a good spot. Right. Right. But then the weekend rolls around and you do it again, you know? So in my mind, it's like, look at how much you can undo on the weekend. Imagine if you stayed the course, Right. Where where would you wake up on Monday? And then where are you that following Friday? Yeah. If you stay the course throughout, right? It's also a lot of work <laughs> to just stay the same. And that's why, you know, for, for most people, if if I'm working with them with their food, I usually will build that in so that it's part of their process. But even and even with that, you know, and you're you're a great example. If you have something that you normally don't have and your body retains water and Let's say you were tired over the weekend. Now you ate something that you shouldn't have had or maybe couldn't 
foresee how it would play out, but then you don't work out on the weekend as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you wake up Monday, you're a little bit heavier, you're a little bit, you know, bloated because you're retaining water from something you ate. But then on top of that, you didn't exercise, so you didn't move. You didn't drink water. Uh, and like that whole combination of things, like it's a just unfolds into three, four, five days. Totally. Of, it's it's not not it's not even not progress. It's like you're you're kind of trying to repair something that you probably shouldn't have broken. Damaged, yeah, <laughs> in know? the first place, totally. Um, so, so know, on that note, how are I, those resolutions I, going? And I think that that's what happens with, with resolutions, right? Like you get to December and you're like, man, this year I didn't I'm really work out on my not fitness. Working no, on no, no, no. Like, like you're like in December, you're like, man, I didn't work out as much as I wanted to. Or man, it's December. I've gained 15 pounds. Right. Or it's December. And like next year is going to be my year. I'm right. That's what it. I mean. Like I'm done not doing what I, what right. I need to do. And I'm going to do it. And then you're like, it's December 2nd. And you're like, all right, I'm going to wait 30 more days to get started. <laughs> You know, it's like, what the oh. hell are you waiting for? I mean, if you just discovered it, I, Hi, get, I get that you're going to, all right, I got to do, let me, let me figure out how to get this done. Right. And maybe right. it takes you a day maybe or so to, to, to figure out how to do it. But if you're on purpose going to wait 30 days to start, man, like, yeah, wow. that doesn't like, make any sense. So guys. needless to say, so for a lot of years, you know, we just don't entertain resolutioners uh, or, or psalms or, or that kind of thing and you know i get having to plan and prepare of course you know because based on your schedule maybe you're going to use the weekend to prepare uh and that's going to give you adequate time to get started fresh on monday i get all totally of that. um but if you are intentionally going to wait three or four days especially you know what i've seen sometimes People will even go out of their way, like if they know they're going to start something like a diet on Monday. To get everything to out of their system. For the next three, like yeah. you're just setting yourself back more. Yeah. Like, what was Let me binge all weekend since I'm starting this on Monday. So that I could start something on Monday. Like for what? Yeah. You know? It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, we could go, listen, we could do a whole show on. <laughs> on just, just that. Just why not, why you shouldn't be waiting. If you yes. know today. If you know so, today, you need to make a change in any area of your life is that we always touch on, you know health and fitness and, right. and all that stuff. But in any area of your life, if today you know that there's something you need to adjust and today is the day to take action. So this year has been pretty interesting. We actually just had a uh, seminar over the weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the first, it was a, kind of the first official yeah. workshop uh, the for, the, uh, for the contest season for the WBFF. Um, and it's looking like it's going to be a really cool season. Like the I first know. show of the year is going to be in Orlando yes. be in April, April 10th. Um, and then there is a series of shows that we're going to be at. We're going to be at that one. Mm -hmm. We're going to be at the next Orlando show in June. Mm -hmm. uh, then we're heading out to Vegas. We're going to be at Worlds in mm -hmm. Vegas. In August. Uh, in August. Miami uh, in November. We're certainly going to be in Miami in November. And uh, the way things are shaping up, it looks like we'll be in Atlantic City to close the year out. In December. Uh, I'm so excited. So, those are the shows that we are confirmed as of right now to be at um, as a team and um, as coaches. And maybe we pop in a few other shows. Yeah, I'm sure we will. So this weekend was the first kickoff meeting, seminar, workshop of the contest season. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that the contest season is officially underway. Like whoever's been prepping for that April show obviously should have been. You right. Know, you should probably be ready at this point, you know, because the show is in right. four weeks, five weeks. Give or take. Five weeks. Five weeks, yeah. give or take. Yeah. Um, and then for our team, we've got a big team getting ready for that June show. 
Yes, it is we do. Exciting. We are mapping out so many cool things. Oh for my our gosh, team, you guys, I'm so excited. Uh, between now and June, uh, and then we are going to map out uh, a pretty amazing weekend for everybody on our team. Uh, so, so excited. Be on the lookout because we're going to be sharing all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, we, if you've been watching the show, this show, our show. If you've been watching our show <laughs> for a while, uh, and I've shared it, I've shared the post okay. a few times. We've been talking about our immersion weekend. Oh my gosh, for, for years. As a matter of fact, I announced it on our first show of 2020. Of 2020. Yep. It was that's when we announced it. We've been talking about been it talking for about years. It for a while. Like if you've been on my email list, uh, and if you're not on my email list, you should get on it. Um, drop your email. But if you've been on my email list, I've been talking about it for years. Mm -hmm. Her and I have been plotting it for a long time. Yes. And then the first episode of, of our show, 2020, we officially said, this is the year that we're going to do it. Um, little that we little did we know that three months later, you know, the world would turn upside down. And here we are a year a later. A year later from announcing it. From Well, no, no, no. A year later from the world turning upside down because we announced it back right. in January. True. But immersion is finally here. We Next are going weekend. to have a 48-hour mm -hmm. boot camp. Of life. Of life. <laughs> we are going to throw down We're so excited, you guys. 48 hours. Um, it is a private group. And we are going to go. 48 just, hours. We're going to cover everything, right? Yes. From, from meal number one, Saturday morning. We're going to go through workouts together. Uh, we are going to talk about all the things that involve planning, prepping your food, understanding um, what you should be doing, what you should be looking for, mm -hmm. um, cooking. Uh, we're going to work out Q again. A. We're going to do Q&As. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're going, going to out. explain the balance that you can have regardless of what your fitness goals are. Yes. Uh, we're going to go on a social adventure uh, where, again, Everybody in our home I is like prepping that. for social some adventure. social adventure. That's a good name. <laughs> um, everybody in our house right now is prepping for something. Mm -hmm. And we are going to demonstrate how you can incorporate things like that and have those things be built into a program. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times people call it balance. And I, I don't know if it's it's about balance. It's about making sure that you have, have, it, all have it all calculated. Yeah, now. for sure. Um, and then the next day, we're going to start the day with another meal, go into workouts again. Um, we're going to talk about reframing and resetting maybe some of the, the thought process and language that people use yes. um, when it comes to food and, and the scale and, and preparation mm -hmm. and how to maximize uh, your training. Uh, that's one of the big keys. That's going to be one of the big key takeaways. Uh, during the workout sessions, yeah. uh, because you're gonna, uh, the people that are coming are going to work out with us. It's not going to be very different. It's not a class that I'm coaching where I'm, right. where I'm you know, we're going to set the pace. We're going to set the tempo. It's going to be in real time. Uh, obviously, during that workout, we're going to give cues. Uh, but it's about experiencing what it's supposed to feel like in person. Yep. You know, because I could I could write out a workout for somebody and say, hey, you know, today's Wednesday. You are going to do three sets of this and four sets of that, 15 reps, take a minute in between sets. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you're in real time and, and, and there's a pace going and there's yes. a group of people working out and there's energy in the room uh, and, and you start to see that people are moving and you do a little bit more and you train a little bit harder and you're present 
in what you're doing, it changes the dynamic totally. And everybody that's here is going to leave with that firsthand experience of what that's supposed to feel like. Yeah. Uh, and that's a big takeaway of from immersion. It's like, you're going to feel what it's supposed to feel like. We're not gonna talk up to you about it. We're not gonna tell you what you're supposed to feel. Yeah. You're gonna feel it in person. 48 uh, hours of 48 just being hours, fully you're gonna, immersed. You're gonna taste the food. You're gonna feel the workout. You're gonna have those conversations. Go out to dinner. Go out to dinner. Ask all the questions. And that is going to give you the ammunition that you need to keep going uh, on whatever fitness path you are on because now you have firsthand experience of what all that stuff is supposed to look like, taste like, smell like, feel like. Uh, because you've experienced it, right? Yeah, and I and, was going to say that the goal doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, right. you know, just being fully immersed in this part of your process, regardless of the end goal, is I think such an amazing thing for people to, like you said, be able to just be here the entire weekend, ask all the questions, so much knowledge they're going to be able to take away with them, so many experiences. It's just a weekend to focus on that and be able to leave that with, like you said, ammunition for I think, to carry I it think through. one of the things that may have gotten lost, because we talked about this in, in our private groups, um, one of the things that may have gotten lost is that, you know, I've, I've said it several times, if you've ever been to one of our classes or one of our, you know, if you've coached with us, it's very difficult to cover everything in, in a session, right? Yeah. So if you, you know, somebody came to the gym or they come for a private session and you spend an hour with us, it's it's hard to cover a lot, right? And I've always felt like there's there was always more. So if anybody ever came to the gym and maybe stayed after a class or came early and we chatted, you know, you start to talk about all those little things that matter uh that are big needle movers in your progress totally and i've always known that one session was just not going to be enough to have a discussion right but when you have the opportunity to have the entire day and in this case two days yes we are going to be able to cover so much because the interaction isn't limited to a certain amount of time and that is going to allow us to to divulge more and give more and it's going to give the people coming an opportunity to absorb more yeah, 100%. Uh, in real time because that's that's how a lot of the things that we've done have happened or that's how a lot of the things that we've done propelled into different directions because it's it's been from the opportunity to just continue a conversation that was sometimes cut short because of the limits on time yeah and now we're going to get you know, 48 hours to really dive deep, really dive in. Yes. And it's it's honestly going to be what I think is going to be a life-changing totally. um, experience. And we keep that, we kept that group, you know, intimate and mm -hmm. small on purpose uh, because we want to make sure that everyone that does come does get the most out of it. And right. It's not going to be 20 to, people and, right. and, and you get five minutes, you know, it's a really small group. Yes. Uh, and, and, like I said, we are in it with them mm -hmm. um, and we are going to be documenting all of that. So we'll share all of that with you. It's um, next it's, weekend. It is next already? weekend. Already. And that is the first one of 2021. It is the first one of 2021. Our schedule has been uh, a little bit busy. Yes. And the next couple of weeks are filled with things. So we haven't announced dates for, for the, next, the one. next one. But we will. Uh, but we will. One of the things that we've discussed is, is uh, having immersions for specific groups. Yes. Uh, because for example, with our, with all the people in our contest prep team mm -hmm. uh, that are all training for a specific goal, uh, 
you're able to cover things that are specific to that. So we've considered doing something like that. Mm -hmm. We've considered doing it in, in a way of people that are maybe training for something specific and have a different kind of goal. Yes. Um, people that are working on their food, people that have never worked. Like there are, there are many different things that we can do. Yeah. Um, to tailor it to a specific. To a specific group. Yeah. Um, but initially uh, when we wanted to do it, we wanted to create the experience. Yes. Uh, and, and honestly have an opportunity to pour more in. Totally. The, the idea behind uh, this immersion is to 10x the amount of stuff that we can pour in mm -hmm. so that when everybody leaves, their cups are filled. Uh, 100%. And, and uh, that's how they're going to show up to, to the rest of the week. The and we the have month. done a couple private ones this year. Yeah. Um, great. This is just going to be our first group mm -hmm. one. So I know I need water too. But I think one of the things that, that we wanted to touch on uh, that we're going to talk about a lot during immersion is is the language. Yes. I've observed it so much, so often. I think that one of the hangups that a lot of people have when it comes to their fitness, their health, uh, is just really the language that they're using, the way that they describe, the way that they feel, their actions that they're taking. You know, uh, a lot of the things are are coming down to something as simple as the way that you are expressing yourself about a particular thing. Yes. Right? My, my favorite example, or the one that I use the most, is when I'm having a consultation with somebody or a conversation with somebody for the first time, and they tell me about all the bad foods, right? I don't eat this, this because it's bad, or I don't do that because it's bad, and I do do this because it's good. And you know, I, I hear it a couple times, and I'm like, all right, stop. Mm -hmm. um, food is not good or bad. Food is not funny. Food is not sarcastic. Food does not have any emotions. Uh, food is fuel, no matter how you look at it. Uh, it doesn't really matter what kind of feelings you have toward it, but food is fuel. All food, period. Those foods have nutritional value and nutritional content that differs from one kind of food to the other. But defining it as good or bad is not accurate uh, because, honestly, it's subject to an opinion, right? Yep. What's good or bad? What's funny? Do you like Seinfeld? Do you like Friends? You know, saying that one is good and one is bad is an opinion. Is your favorite color blue or yellow? It's an opinion. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that when you start to label foods as good or bad, you emotionally get invested into that. And that is unfortunately not an accurate representation of food right if you happen not to prefer carbohydrates or like them great don't freaking eat them but it doesn't make them good or bad because there are plenty of people that do like them right mm -hmm. so it's a it's a language thing that starts there in the identification of food being good or bad and then just triggers and it just like that's just the beginning you know <laughs> It's stuff with the scale. It's stuff with the way you feel. It's a million little things that people do and say that is not based on facts. It is completely emotionally driven. And unfortunately, it trickles into whether or not somebody's getting an outcome. And honestly, on that note, the amount of emotional um, reactions and attachments that we have to food and to dieting are so much deeper and are so much more present than most people realize. Mm -hmm. And that comes about a lot of times when someone does get started on a journey with us, right? And then 
little by little, everything shifts, everything changes. And then the outcome is like, yes, I lost weight. Yes, I look better. But I also fixed my relationship with food. People have a very, very interesting relationship with food and with dieting. Mm -hmm. You know what dieting is supposed to feel like. You're supposed to suffer. You're supposed to be deprived. You're supposed to be hungry. You're supposed to be whatever, right? There's such a negative thing attached to dieting the same way that there's such a negative thing attached to certain types of food. So one of the things with the language is that the language that we use to describe the way that we feel, what we're eating, the, the, the journey we're on, how we look, that language shapes our experience of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times while the coaching is, of course, about changing the way that somebody looks and feels in their health, a lot of times that language is so much more critical than people even can imagine because it is totally shaping the experience that they're having or not having because of just things that they've always said or heard. A lot of times the language uh, that people use has been adopted yes. and maybe you got, got passed down from parents yeah. or social circumstances. But what I find interesting is how challenging it is for people to break it, even when presented with Facts. better information and science. Right? Like a lot of times it's, it's, it's a religious, it's a religion thing. It's a politics thing. You believe what you believe, right? But when it comes to food, and you're looking at the math and you're looking at the facts and you're looking at the science and you're looking at evidence when you still fight to believe what you want to believe then the challenge there is not whether or not you know you are looking for an outcome it's that you're fighting for a specific limitation yeah right? you get to keep them when Jim you Quick says them. if you fight for your limitations you get to keep them so yep. guess what you're not going to move forward if you continue to fight because you want carbs to be bad for you. Mm-hmm. You want rice to be bad. Yeah. You want bread to make you gain weight. Yeah. Well, here's all this evidence that that's not true. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I can't. And it's funny mm-hmm. because you do always make the politics or the religion comparison. And the the amazing thing about math and food and science, right, and how the body works and how calories work is that that is all fact-based. Right. Religion and politics isn't fact-based. It's whatever you cho- whatever you feel, whatever you believe whatever jives with your beliefs more, right? So that stuff is is up for debate all the time because everyone's entitled to believe what they want because it is up for interpretation and preference, right? And how it feels. With food, with nutrition, with dieting, with the body, with science, with math, like there isn't, there is no room for that. It's right. just what it is. <laughs> there, There is room to interpret how you feel with particular foods. Right. But there is no room to say that because you debate. feel a certain way, right. then the things that don't sit well with you are bad. Right. That's, you know, that's the thing. So those are things that we're going to cover uh, during immersion. Mm-hmm. And those are things that um, we want to cover more of here. Yes. Uh, we did not want to use our first show to kind of like go on a tangent <laughs> on one particular subject. So that's why we've been all over the place. Yeah. Talking about so many different things. We had so many ideas. Uh, uh, but I think that we wanted to use this first show of the season to kind of say, hey, we're back and we're going to cover back, a bunch bitches. of things. Uh, we want to talk about a lot of different things. We're going to have more interviews uh, this season yes. uh, on the show. So look for a combination of interviews. And we're going to talk to people that are not necessarily in the fitness space. Yeah, also. Um, we've talked we about a lot have, that. We want to have guests that. on the show and expose our audience to other things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to have guests on the show that are you know, fitness related guests. We're going to have some of our clients on the show to share their experiences. Um, We are going to talk about certain topics. Mm -hmm. I just Um, saw Monica log on. Hi, Monica. 
she's somebody that I'd love to have on our show. Yeah, we can get on the show and chat. Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to have a variety of different topics that we're going to cover this season. And yeah. we're going to bring back some of the old ones. Uh, if you've watched some of the older shows, some of our best shows were when we talked about relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked parenting. about parenting. Oh my gosh, I did a post yesterday about the unschooling and the way that we choose to raise our kids and live our life. And I've gotten so many questions or, or comments like in my DMs about like, oh, well, just curious, like why, you know, why do you think this way? And why do you do it that way? And what's the difference between this and that? Like homeschooling and unschooling. I think and that was that such a popular topic. I think that I am more than willing to have an open conversation anytime about why we educate our kids the way that we educate them, mm -hmm. as long as it's a conversation. Yes. Right. Uh, I am not going to entertain, entertain, uh, <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> well, I'm not going to entertain somebody, uh, either trying to convince me of something else. Yes. Uh, when, when it's not a matter of convincing, you know, it's, it's like everybody, everybody's entitled to raise their children the way that they want to raise them. Right. Totally. Uh, and I have a compelling amount of evidence on why we've decided to do what we do. And I am more than happy to have a conversation about it and, you know, exchange, exchange ideas. ideas. Yeah. And bring awareness. Sometimes, you know, we're, we get so caught up in just doing things, especially with parenting, the way that it was kind of done for us, right? Like it's almost like a, like a generational curse. If you will say, you say the same, sometimes I catch myself even as conscious as we are to parent differently, mm -hmm. saying things or acting a certain way or reasoning something out in a way that my mom or my dad would, that, you know, unless you're purposefully harming your kids, like you're a shitty parent, like, you know, we all just do what we feel is best the same way our parents did. Right. Like, that's the thing about parenting, right? Like right. you bring life into this world, you choose to do with it what you feel is best based on who you are, what you believe in, what your experiences have been. 100%. And you do the best you can with what you have. And every parent does that. And so I think what you said, like I'm I think it's great to kind of share the way that we do things because it is very non-traditional. It is out of the box but and I, it could bring awareness. Just before you close that out, it's it's almost like the food thing, right? Like if you grew up in a house where and this is and this is a, an example that I share with a lot of people, uh, and it's very common. If you grew up in a house where you had to eat everything that was on your plate, don't get up till you, you finish up, that plate. Then who heard that before? Then what ends up happening is that guess what? You've probably said that to your kids, right? Now, to me, as as an adult <laughs> that happens to deal with food stuff on a regular basis. That concept doesn't make any sense to me. Why would I have to eat everything that's on my plate? Number one, if I'm already satiated, right? Number two, maybe I don't necessarily like what's on my plate. Mm -hmm. Number three, maybe I ate something before and I really want dinner. But guess what? Now I'm being obligated to eat at 6 p.m. because that's the time we got to eat uh, and then can't eat anything else, right? Like all these dogmatic opinions and views on how to do things and this structure that's been imposed arbitrarily because there's no real reason behind yep. it. And everyone just does it the way they've always done it without stopping once to say, damn, why do I have to eat all the yeah. food that's on my plate? Yeah. And I chose not to. I chose to question it. Right. right? So And I, like you said, even with other things, like don't eat after six. And then why? That, and then those that's are, what they always said. <laughs> those are the things that people get passed down to them. Mm -hmm. and, and when it comes to the choices that they make with food. But then those are a lot of those are real basic examples of the things that maybe I've observed uh, when I'm parenting that, you know, you start to say things just because you don't really question them. Yep. And we've chosen to question everything. 
And the funny thing too is like Latin parents are the best because Latinos. They are, and I can say that. Is that offensive? We're both Latin, so uh-huh. it doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. Hopefully you're offended. But um, don't get up till you eat all your food. Everything is caught, like every celebration, or if you go see your grandma, or if anything's like, oh, here, everyone wants to feed you. Right. But then when you hit your teenage years, it's like, don't eat rice, don't right. eat after six. Looks like, like what the fuck? Like, you've all you've done is fed me and forced me to finish my plate. Right. So I turned 13. That now, is such an amazing <laughs> example. Like, what the hell? Of the kind of nonsense that people do. They don't think that through. When, when you're a child, you've got to eat everything you're given, right? Mm-hmm. You have no choice. And then, all that food caught up to you, and then you become a teenager. Like, wow, you're really getting some weight. Yeah. Oh my god, you're gonna eat that too. It's don't, like, don't eat all the rice. It don't. was your fault. Yeah. Except some freaking responsibility as a parent. Yeah. Exactly. And now, not only that, but you've cre- you've passed down and you created now for me some terrible habits. <laughs> and to go with that, now you're gonna create this complex of weight and dieting when I'm so young. So again, you know, I can go on. It's on. fucking ass backwards, but. Back to the parenting thing. I like the idea. I think of anybody. I think I think the internet and social media is such a like a magical thing that we get to connect with people, but also like we get to to meet people that we never otherwise would, right? right. Because we're not in the same place or, or for whatever the reason is. So to be able to share our fitness journey, all of your knowledge of nutrition, all of that stuff is great, but to also be able to share, you know our style of parenting right right? to someone that might be like that's interesting and some people might be like wow that's fucking terrible yeah that's okay too right but at the very least the ability to connect and bring awareness to doing something different right you know and like you said not necessarily for a debate or for us to try to change someone's mind or for them to try to change ours just to share what we do what we do simply because there has been quite a bit of questions around it i think especially now that so many kids did transition to homeschooling and what we do is not homeschooling i think a lot of people probably have questioned why they do things but either don't pursue it right and start like yeah why did i do that or why do i do this yeah or just don't really have somebody to bounce that off of that understands where they're coming from that's on that same page um where they can actually have a conversation about it. Hey, have you ever thought about this? Yeah. Because the other is like, no, I've never thought about that. That's yeah. stupid. And then they eliminate the conversation. And I don't want to take this too much in the parenting direction because we are going to make a whole show on this. Whole but I do want to say one thing. It is a lot easier to just continue what you've been passed down than it is to question doing it in a different way. Because when you do it a different way, when you do it in a way that is non-traditional, that you've never done before or have experienced before, you are constantly so aware that it could be wrong or bad. And Mm -hmm. you're constantly second guessing it because you're like, because it's so unknown, like anything that's unknown, there Mm -hmm. is fear behind it or, or you hesitate, right? But it is really about sticking to your guns in terms of what you believe in and having that person to bounce it off of because we do that a lot. Uh, But I think just in general to be aware, like self-aware and constantly aware and questioning of what you're doing is is a step in the right direction in my opinion. But we'll do a whole episode on that. We'll do a whole episode on that. Um, So that's what we got coming up this season. Look for that. Uh, If you are... Listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, uh, there's a button somewhere that you click it and you rate it. That's good for the show. If you're watching on Facebook, do the same thing. Mm-hmm. If you're watching on YouTube, like and share. Uh, subscribe. Um, Junior would say, Junior's got a YouTube channel. 
he would say, subscribe and turn on post notifications. Oh, that's what he says. So let me quote you got to turn on post notifications. You got to turn on post notifications. <laughs> um, but until next time, you guys, you guys can always write in comments, uh, questions, uh, anything that you think that we should be Topics talking that about, we can cover. Uh, we can cover on the show. Uh, but look for that next series of shows that is coming up. Look for all of the interviews. There are a bunch of things that we do want to discuss. Yes. And we are fully committed to doing more of the show, not only this season, but the rest of the year, because we want to document a lot more of the things that we got going on, uh, starting next weekend with Immersion yes. Weekend. You know, we should do a post, wow, those are loud. Sorry. We should do a post immersion show. Ooh. So we can talk about that specifically. Look for that, post immersion show. Anyway, right. I think that's it, right? That's it, guys. Thank you guys uh, for joining sure we'll us. See you next week. We'll do a show before version. Okay. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Bye. Okay.